Sex Radio. Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio, and I am Crystal, always looking forward to hearing from my guests and, you know, finding out what they're passionate about, especially when they're doing amazing things in this here, our world. Mm? Now, my guest today is a social entrepreneur with a vision to fight plastic pollution. And now in 2018, she founded Reform Africa, a social enterprise that envisions transforming Africa's waste into wealth through designing and transforming plastic waste into environmentally and socially responsible products that look really nice by the way that support the local communities here in Uganda. Now she has won so many awards I'm not even sure where to begin the Seed Award, Because International Social Impact Award, Recycling Heroes and so much more. I have Aweko Faith joining me on the Group Cafe. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine thank you. That's a long introduction (laughs) I feel like I, I, wow (laughs) It's so nice to have you here with me. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Plastic pollution, which is a major, major issue in Uganda and the rest of the world. When is it something that you really started to pay attention to? I think uh, if I'm to remember, Kinley um, was in 2018 when Mm -hmm. I was doing a research project about waste management. But prior to that, because mm-hmm. I grew up from uh, the slum area, mm-hmm. Naguru go down. Mm-hmm. And then also throughout primary and then secondary and university, seeing like poor waste disposal mm-hmm. all around. I wasn't like very, very keen about that. But in 2018, when we were tasked to do projects mm-hmm. um, to look in the communities where I grew up from, what exactly are the social problems? It's funny how plastic was the first thing that ah, came So you had mind. to go back to your community and yes. look at an issue there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. plastic was the first thing. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Plastic, plastic. It, like, that is that's something that was on my mind for like a while mm-hmm. when they tasked us with that project. Okay. Yeah. And when, where was this project? I was studying social entrepreneurship mm-hmm. uh, in 2017 mm-hmm. at the Social Innovation Academy in Pigi. Okay, in Pigi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned where you were born, in Naguru, yeah. in the go-down. Yeah. Uh, did you grow up there? Yes. Okay. And school was in the neighborhood? So I went to um, Naguru Catholic Primary School. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to City High for my senior one and, and senior two. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to Chambogo College and okay. then Chambogo University. Okay. So you said this project, would you say that in many ways it has changed your life and it just, you know, gave you focus? Or before that, like, what were you really passionate about? I think the project was a deal breaker for me, was mm-hmm. a stepping stone to really who I am right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, I had dropped out of university. Okay. I was studying economics and statistics, then dropped out because I found that uh, the course was lucrative and not something that I really wanted to do. Mm. You I, felt like it, it wasn't, you weren't making a difference with it? No, like or? I love arts. Mm-hmm. I've always been a creative since childhood. And you were doing economics <laughs> and statistics. And statistics, yes, uh-huh. because, um, you know, our African parents, they wanted art didn't have weight then mm-hmm. maybe also now i do not know but art didn't have weight then and my dad told me many times not to go for art so okay and I, that's what you wanted to yeah, do yeah that's what i wanted to do mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. but because also 
I was smart and intelligent. I performed highly in mathematics, so that's why I went for statistics at the university. Mm. That's not something that I wanted to do, but because I performed well in uh, the subject. Okay. So you said you you dropped out? Yes. Was this a conversation that you had with your parents first or uh, I've never really had that conversation up to now with my dad, mm. but I had the conversation with my sister. Mm. My dad is very conservative <laughs> and when I told her he's like you have to deal <laughs> with your dad yourself because <laughs> I told her to tell him that you know what? I am going to drop out of the hey, university. So you wanted help. You wanted yeah. your sister's help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's like, nope, no. you have to tell him yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I eventually never told him. Okay. So I think towards graduation, she felt like, because she kept asking me, have you told him? I said, no. Have you told him? No. And then she's like, you know what? He is, you know, looking forward to you graduating. So it's better that I tell him that you are not going to graduate. Okay. Yeah. How did that go down? <laughs> it didn't go well. I, I, I think my dad didn't talk to me for quite a while. And then eventually I had to leave home and then um, pursue the creative industry. And that's how I got to get involved in um, social Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's a lot of challenge, I yeah. must say. Um, I think one of the toughest things for many people who find their way, who who you know have the courage to follow their own path, is the disapproval from your parents, especially if they think they know better. Because mm. parents generally think we know better. Yeah. Okay. So, are you okay now with your dad? We um on a fifty-fifty relationship. <laughs> does he understand what you do now? Yes, he does, but. I think he would really be the happiest if I go back to school. <laughs> yeah. Even though you're making a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this project that, you know, you were doing, at that point, you said, you know, you wanted to do art. How did you find yourself there? So, yeah. So, like I said, I'm a creative person and mm-hmm. I love to be in the creative industry. But I also wanted to have uh, something that is functional, like... Uh, like the bugs that we make, you know, mm-hmm. that's all art, but something that you can see and feel and also use. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something functional, and that's why I went for making bugs out okay. of recycled plastic. Out of recycled plastic. Yeah. So when you thought about your community and you were told, go back and see, you know, what a need is, and then you thought about plastic pollution, mm-hmm. um, what was the first step at that point? What did you decide to do? Actually, I didn't have um, the idea of, of making bags. Mm-hmm. So when I went there, I looked at the different uh, kinds of plastics and then also the causes of plastic pollution. So um, there are different kinds of plastics mm-hmm. from plastic bottles to plastic bags to, uh, you know, those that are recycled and those that cannot be recycled. Mm-hmm. So I generally looked at waste Mm. and how waste is um, disposed because then also Mm -hmm. growing up because we used to throw uh, waste in the trenches this led to flooding Mm -hmm. yeah and many times people think it's because they are staying in the slum or in a swampy area that is why there is uh, flooding which yes those are also it's one of the reasons for uh, flooding Mm -hmm. but the major is poor waste management because plastic clogs the trenches, mostly the plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I looked at that, I said to look at the solutions that are available currently in Uganda for uh, plastics. 
and you find people are picking out plastic bottles and they are being crushed and uh, recycled or sold or used for construction mm-hmm. but there was really no solution for the plastic bags yeah you yeah. hear a lot about the plastic uh, bottles yes mm-hmm. yeah so there was no solution for the plastic bag and i thought how can i uh, find solutions for the plastic bag so that's how i embarked on researching to really see how can plastic bags be recycled why isn't plastic bag actually first of all recycled mm-hmm. you know mm. what are the challenges of recycling plastic bags and then with the machines that that are for recycling are plastic bottles you find if the plastic bags are put in there they just clog the machines Oh, and yeah okay so they cannot be injected out so i thought how how best can we recycle plastic bags mm. yeah oh my goodness that's a good problem to mm. solve yeah. okay so did you need a different kind of technical expertise to be able to figure that out different kinds of machines i mean how did you find the solution for these lovely bags that you're making now so i talked to a couple of people um both in uganda and out of uganda those who are recycling mm. plastic bottles mm-hmm. because i thought maybe they have some research on recycling plastic bags and it, it, it took time but then people sent me their papers that they've worked on on recycling plastic bags and how best and then also found people actually who are recycling plastic bags so i added on mm. yeah okay Now you mentioned earlier when it comes to plastics there are different kinds mm. and even with plastic bags there there are the much thicker ones and then the thinner ones and the ones that have been banned I mean mm. even here in Uganda but unfortunately mm. I think they're still available yeah. um how do you have to treat the different types and sizes or what should I call it uh grade differently yeah because not all uh plastic bags are recyclable mm-hmm. um for us we mostly work with the soft one Mm-hmm. like the shopping bags the bin bags the ones for packaging food the clear ones mm. and then you find that all of them have different melting points mm-hmm. and for some like for the biscuits they are a little bit hard to recycle mm. because they are stiff and and when you recycle yes they look to be fused mm. but after they um those are technical terms so yes, we yes. fuse our plastic bags together we fuse about eight of them to come up with a thicker layer okay yeah, okay for making mm-hmm. our bags mm. but sometimes when you fuse even 10 mm. of the biscuit um plastic they look to be fused but after a moment they they, are, they start coming yeah, apart yeah yeah oh wow they start coming hard then eventually they just um uh how should i say it mm-hmm. um eventually they just become in pieces like because like my bag my uh, goodness yeah. so yes i'm looking at yeah. your bag so i love it if the I colors the biscuit on this mm-hmm. it will stick and then afterwards it doesn't stick anymore so it eventually will come off yeah it eventually wears off eventually so that was the issue but we try to sample different kinds of plastic bags to see which ones we can recycle mm-hmm. and then we also found that there are some that we can recycle but not alone mm-hmm. maybe if we mix it up with the bin bags with the shopping bags they can stick but others cannot stick so so there's a lot of trial yeah, yeah, and yeah. error mm. try this try that until yeah. you found what works mm. like your bag please i, I mean There's no camera in here right now but it looks like a backpack yeah, right yeah. um black yellow red white 
I feel like I need to stop at black, yellow, red. Woo! But <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. You decided to go with different designs. Mm-hmm. How did you begin? And where did you get the support in the first place? So um, I've pitched at a number of uh, competition. And the first competition that I pitched at, mm-hmm. I won. Mm-hmm. And that's how I bought a machine to start recycling okay. the plastic bags and then slowly mm-hmm. by slowly with with other awards or other uh, grants were able to buy like more machines okay tell me more about reform africa how can someone find out more do you have an online do you have a website do you have uh you know social media pages where we can see your products as well Yes, we do have a website and that's www.reformafrica.org and then on all our social medias we are Reform Africa and then um, we have we don't have a physical uh, shop uh, owned by Reform Africa but we do have our workshop in Mm -hmm. Entebbe Mm -hmm. and then we also have sales partners that retail our products like at Yujo and then um, at... um, Bountiful Duka, and then also on Jumia, and then we also have a shop in Gulu mm-hmm. that retails our product. Okay, so so many options, people. Reform Africa on Jumia, Bountiful Duka, and I'm sure someone can also just order something yes. as well from you yeah. directly. Also from our and website. And you said reformafrica.org. Yes. Okay, okay, that's fascinating. So in this whole process, you know, when you started out by, you know, going back to your community and you saw a problem and you started thinking about a solution, what have you learned about yourself when it comes to this journey to where you are right now? Because like you said, you had to pitch at different competitions. You have to sell this idea. So as you, Faith, hmm, what Mm. have you learned about yourself? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, looking back from dropping out of school Mm. to, uh, to starting a business, because that's also something that, I didn't have um, expertise in mm-hmm. or something that I studied at the university. But to look that I can do anything uh, if I put all my 100% in it. And also looking at, at, at how far I've gone. Every time I think of giving up, it's like, look how far you know you mm-hmm. have. And also the community that we are impacting, the women that we work with, because we work with women who are collecting waste uh, ah. from the landfills, um, we work with them looking at the families that we've impacted the kids that uh, we've trained how to recycle so looking at all that really gives me hope mm-hmm. because then you know I was once a girl uh, who dropped out of university who mm-hmm. didn't have a vision mm-hmm. but then found uh, herself um, yeah mm-hmm. I think that's all it's amazing yeah, it truly you. is amazing you. so you know you mentioned like you know you've, you've taught so many children about recycling and most people say you have to start young especially when we're looking at environmental conservation and and how we can protect this planet we have to start passing on these messages uh when you know when people are young when you can get the children to understand the dangers what can an adult take away from this conversation today when it just comes to like that first issue of recycling plastic recycling what should every ugandan or every adult listening in right now know i think they should know that it's a collective effort yes from africa we are recycling but this is all the waste that comes from us mm-hmm. from from us going to uh, the shopping malls to the markets so if we can really see how 
we can uh, reduce plastic pollution, mm-hmm. especially through selective sorting straight from households. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like Uganda, we produce 500 tons of uh, plastic uh, waste every day. Wait, 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 what? Yes, 500 tons every day. Every day? Yes. Okay. And 51% is not collected. So you find that when people are traveling, they throw through the windows mm-hmm. uh, in the slum communities. For example, where I grew up, we are disposing waste in the trenches. So waste is not recycled. We are living in a linear economy, production, consumption, disposal. Mm-hmm. And yet waste takes more than uh, 500 years to decompose. Mm-hmm. And when it's decomposing, it's breaking into smaller particles. And then looking at Uganda, we are um, an agricultural economy. We depend entirely. Uh, 70% of mm-hmm. our economy depends on agriculture. But this is also the land where plastic is disposed. Mm-hmm. So if we do not take collective efforts to want to refuse plastic or to really um, dispose plastic in a good way, then this will help us to recycle because currently we are only recycling as a country less than 1% mm. of the waste that we produce. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is the country, this is the world we are living in. There is no planet B. Yeah. So if we can take collective efforts to, uh, to refuse uh, plastics, and also sort plastic from our homes mm-hmm. and see how we can, you know, uh, if it is sorted, we can eliminate landfills. We can give the plastic bags, for example, to from Africa, the plastic bottles to uh, to recycling company that recycles plastic bottles, paper, and organic. This can be made into fertilizers. Then we're able to eliminate uh, landfills and live in a circular economy. Mm-hmm. But we are far have a long, that, long way to yes, go. Yes. Because again, also, you know, these uh, foods and beverage companies um, work on demand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if you want more sodas, they'll obviously produce more sodas in plastic. If you can refuse that mm-hmm. as consumers, then it is better that way. But if the consumers keep on demanding more and more, and more also, and you know, more. the population <laughs> is growing, mm-hmm. and then there's competition, there's soda of this size, this design, this price, in the end, there's a lot of plastic that is left behind and is not collected or not disposed or not recycled. Yeah, It's a nice reminder that we are the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Our demands are the problem. Mm-hmm. And you said it's a collective effort, yeah. but a collective effort starts with individual effort. Yeah. Yeah. So even household level. And yes. again, we have to teach our children mm. how to go about it. Mm. Well, Faith, thank you so much for joining me today. This was absolutely fascinating for me. And yes, uh, I love the bags. I love what you're doing and I love that you're making a difference. Thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. (laughs) Groove Cafe.